This series of Friday's Child is brought to you in association with The Healthy Home. I don't know about you mamas, but my desire to nest and organize my home has only increased since the arrival of my daughter. I am obsessed with making sure my home is clean and hygienic for my little one, but there are certain germs and nasties that cannot be seen by the naked eye. Well, this is where the wonderful team at The Healthy Home come in. The Healthy Home is the leading company in the Middle East specialized in advanced eco-friendly sanitization technologies, home services and products. Their esteemed team have been expert leaders in the home services industry since 2013, so they really know what they're doing. As we enter the height of the sweltering summer heat here in the UAE, we are all going to be spending a lot more time in our homes and our AC systems are going to be working overtime. So now is the perfect time to get the healthy home team in to make sure your home is free of impurities that cannot be removed by regular cleaning methods. And if not managed properly, germs, bacteria and viruses can be spread across your home through your AC. Poor indoor air quality can trigger allergies, asthma, eczema, morning fatigue, itchy eyes and even bed bugs. So protect your family and have peace of mind that your home is not only clean, but safe. I recently had the Healthy Home team in to clean and sanitize my baby's nursery, including her crib mattress along with my mattress. And if you want to see what came off my poor mattress after the team had worked their magic, check out my highlighted stories on the Friday's Child Instagram page for a real shot. All their treatments are chemical-free and eco-friendly, so they're 100% safe for infants and children. It felt so fantastic to know my baby's mattress was thoroughly cleaned and sanitized, along with the rest of her nursery. And mamas, guess what? These treatments don't just give you peace of mind that everything is beautifully clean. The benefits also include better breathing, better sleep, and improved energy levels. And I'm delighted to report we all slept very soundly through the night after that one visit from the Healthy Home team. The Healthy Home has quickly become an integral part of our home maintenance and I've already marked on the calendar our next visit as it's very important to have these treatments every six months to maintain all the fabulous health benefits. If you'd like to find out more about the Healthy Home Services, just visit their website www.thehealthyhome.me or check out their Instagram page, both of which are linked in the show notes of this episode. Welcome to a brand new series of Friday's Child, the podcast on a mission to educate, empower and support you on your parenting journey. I'm your host, Peter, a British expat who's been living in Dubai for 10 years and first-time mama to my gorgeous little girl, Mavia. I have some incredible guests for you this season, including Heidi Murkoff, the author of the iconic, best-selling book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, YouTube star, Nurse Zabe, along with amazing childbirth educators, parenting coaches, and real mums keeping it very real. So let's get into it. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd just like to update you, our lovely listener, that after today's episode, I'll be taking a small break and there won't be another new episode for a couple of weeks. But don't worry, I'll be back next month with lots more amazing guests. 
And if you're listening and wondering where I'm off to, like every British expat living in the UAE, over the past six months, I have been patiently waiting for the UK to remove us from their red list. And now we're officially on Amber. Woohoo! I am so excited to be going home to see my family. However, this will be my first time traveling with Mavia and I'm actually going to be doing it solo. So wish me luck or better yet, please DM me with all your top tips for traveling with a one-year-old. Now, let's find out who today's guest is. My guest today is a TV presenter and a fashion expert for QVC UK. She is a personal stylist and shopper and mama to two beautiful little girls, Phoenix Gracie and Luna Ray. I am talking about the fabulous Katie Pemberton, aka the Wardrobe Insider. I absolutely loved this chat with Katie. We spoke about finding your personal style and identity after baby, where to start with detoxing your wardrobe and much, much more. So without further ado, here's my chat with the gorgeous Katie Pemberton, aka the Wardrobe Insider. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited, Peter. I'm honestly I'm so thrilled to have you on and I know we've really tried hard to make this happen because obviously you're in the UK I'm here in Dubai the time difference you have such a busy work schedule and life so I'm so grateful for you to for carving out a little bit of time today to chat with me so thank you um Katie to start can you tell us a little bit about your wonderful fashion career and about your motherhood journey Yes. So it almost feels, it's actually quite nostalgic for me to look back at where my fashion career started because I've always been in fashion and I always knew I would work in fashion. It's just always been in me. And so to actually now have a career doing something I adore every single day, I feel so lucky for. I started working in fashion PR. That was where my career started. And that was a role that I absolutely loved. I was able to meet so many different people in the industry and work with people in the industry from different perspectives as well. So as a PR, I was obviously selling in beautiful clothes to beautiful fashion magazines. But in doing so, I would meet all of the editors from, you know, some of the most famous and most stunning fashion magazines. And as I say, it was it was a job I absolutely loved. But I quite quickly, I worked in that industry for about five years. But probably about three years in, I realized that I wanted to be on the other side of it. You know, I, w- I would meet editors and the stylists from these magazines and I would be sat there thinking I really want to be doing what you're doing you know I want to be sold to and hearing about this beautiful dress and you know how they were going to put it into their main fashion shoot for that particular month Um, and so I sort of started to think about if that was you know a side of the industry that I wanted to be involved with how I could get there Um, But I think because I'd always been that friend that others would come to for advice and, you know, I always really enjoyed helping my friends shopping and things like that. And I think when I actually sort of acknowledged my feelings on it, I realised that it wasn't styling models and in a magazine that I suppose got me really passionate and excited. It was actually helping just everyday women like myself because you know, whatever we wear, we all make a conscious decision Mm -hmm. about what that is. 
and clothes are so emotive you know it's all down to how we're feeling that day what we've got on that day i.e what our job is you know what our sort of lifestyle requirements are and I find that really intriguing that some people are like, oh, I'm not into fashion or I'm not into style. And I'm like, well, if you're getting dressed, you are into style. Mm. You know, it's just what direction you choose to take that in. So anyway, as I say, I, I, I realized quite quickly when I had acknowledged that maybe PR wasn't the industry for me forever, that I wanted to move more in a personal styling direction. And so I set about working out how I could you know, run my own business doing it versus working in a store because that felt more authentic to me to be able to take clients everywhere rather mm. than be restricted maybe to the brand mix that they only have in that particular shop. So retrained as a personal stylist. Um, and it was interesting, actually, when I retrained, I, I was really intrigued about what I would learn that I didn't already know. And I don't mean that in a big headed way. I, I, I guess I was... I was thinking, well, I know how to dress myself. I know about all the fashion brands because I've worked in the industry for a yeah. lot of years now within the, within the PR industry. So what am I going to know that I don't already? And really quickly into the personal styling course, I was like, oh, okay, it's not about dressing yourself. It's about understanding your clients' requirements and actually being completely objective. And, you know, you could have a client who... I, I love color. I love print. For example, I could have a, a client who hates color, who hates print, who has a complete opposite body shape to me. And so you have to try and step into their way of thinking and see things, see fashion from their eyes and work out how you could help them most effectively. So that then just became an absolute dream to me when I was able to establish my business, the Wardrobe Insider, working with everyday women and I really, really wanted to make part of my USP affordable style. Mm. So not saying to women, you have to spend X amount with me saying, this is my fee for helping you for a day. That's the same regardless. You come to me and tell me what you feel comfortable spending and what feels right given what you need. You know, if we were doing, say, a wardrobe detox and then a shopping day, and I will then be able to help you whatever your budget yeah. Because again, everybody's so different and the fashion out there is so varied that you don't need to have 2,000 pounds in order to achieve the right wardrobe. You can have 200 pounds, for example, you know, there really yeah, are totally. brands and labels out there for everybody. Um, so yeah, that, that was super exciting that I could carve out this little niche in the personal styling market at that point. And then about four years into running my business, I got headhunted by an agency who work with QVC television to ask me to be one of their on-air fashion experts because at that time they didn't have many stylists who were coming at it from a personal styling mm. perspective. It was stylists that were doing it from fashion styling and working with models, which is all amazing. And, and that's what I love about fashion, Peter, is that every stylist brings something different to the table. Yeah, you know, you totally. have two stylists who are both as good as one another but they were both styled very differently and they were both see things in a very unique way so I love the work that I do with QVC now because it very much complements what I do with my clients mm. and again I just get to work with such an eclectic mix of brands so I just feel my whole sort of role in fashion now is so varied but it all ties in which yeah. I love 
And how far into your personal styling career did you fall pregnant with your first daughter? Because you have two girls, right? Yeah, so I have yeah. two girls. Phoenix is two and a half and then Luna is one. So it was 2000 and I'm really bad with timings. 2000. I'm awful. I'm awful. When someone says uh, 2010, for example, I'm like, oh, that was only a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. It's so true. So, well, I set up my business in 2012 and I had Phoenix in 2018. Really have to think about that. Yeah. Remember her birthday. <laughs> um, so I, I was fully established, which mm. was part of the plan. I definitely, I wouldn't have felt ready to have a child any sooner. And if I had, I don't feel I would have been able to get to the stage that I'm at now. I, I feel, you know, I was at a stage where I'd established myself, yeah. got my base um, and everything felt in balance. It was the was right good. time. It was. Yeah, definitely. And did you, after you had your babies, because obviously you go on your Instagram, the wardrobe insider, and you can see immediately you are so stylish, so together. But when you had your babies, even though that is your job and your passion and, you know, you know what you're so knowledgeable about, did you personally struggle with your personal style and identity? Did you go through that? Like a lot of, I suppose, your clients, um, you know, come to you with, with that particular sort of issue. Did you face that yourself? Do you know what? I, when I look back, I think I did struggle with it in the first couple of months mm. but I then almost acknowledged that and looked at it as if I was the stylist and I was the client if you see what I mean yeah almost like coaching yourself <laughs> yeah exactly um and I think I probably more fell into it knowingly in the sense that when we first have a baby our life is does need to be very practical mm. in terms of how we're thinking and what we're wearing and what we're doing. You know, we're not getting dressed up to the nines and going out and about. You know, it's it's very much at home, looking after the baby um, and just sort of settling into your new role as a mm. mummy. And so with that in mind, I, I was choosing the tracksuit bottoms and the leggings and the T-shirts that didn't particularly make me feel great because I knew that I would get milk on them or she would yeah. be sick of one of them, you know? Um, so I suppose from a practical perspective, it, it wouldn't make sense to, you know, do everything I advise in the first few weeks to, that I do to clients because um, you would ruin all your clothes. <laughs> um, but, but as I say, I then sort of, you know, quite quickly sort of almost stepped out objectively and was like, hang on a second, I'm, I'm starting to feel a bit meh with yeah. how I look right now and if I was with uh, if, if I was the client and I was advising her from a style perspective I'd be like okay do not worry let's go back to basics and really start to assess how we can make you feel better about your image and your self-confidence and so I I started to adopt the the tips that I have yeah. advised for over the years to actually make myself feel better and it's it was really interesting, actually, and eye-opening because before having Phoenix, I was so immersed in it on behalf of everybody else. And suddenly I was actually in that position myself. And I was like, right, okay, what do I do? Like, how do I make myself feel amazing every day, regardless of what I'm doing, which is exactly what I try and coach my clients about. 
and so yeah I sort of went through that process myself but I, I think the, the most important thing when it comes to your self-confidence and your style in those early days is to not be, beat yourself up about it or mm. not put so much pressure on yourself to always feel like you know you look amazing and if you don't you've lost your identity instantly you know because it, it does take a bit of time to get through those initial few weeks of learning your new role and just accepting that you know you're not going to maybe feel a hundred percent but what I found is that as quickly as something comes it goes again mm. you know you sort of feel that wave of emotion of like oh I feel a bit meh and then actually if you have a bit of a word with yourself then suddenly you know you put a nice scarf on and you do your hair and you put some perfume on and suddenly you feel amazing and you know, it takes a bit of time, but I think the main thing is just to not put pressure on yourself in those first few weeks because, you know, they're so tiny and the focus is just making sure that they're okay. And if you've got sick all over yourself, that's fine. And that's just part of it, isn't it? Yeah, I think for those for those first few weeks or first few months, you're only focusing on that little person. And it's very mm. difficult to think about yourself and in the yeah. early days, for me, just making sure I had a shower and I had clean skin and, and um, yeah. nice clean pajamas on, that yeah. made me feel good. But then we entered yeah. a new phase and all of a sudden that wasn't making me feel so good anymore. I was like, oh, I'm just in pajamas anymore. Where that yeah. sort of like shower and clean PJ routine was working wonders, suddenly I was like, oh God, like I'm, you know, I'm just constantly in pajamas, but I also don't, don't know what to wear like maybe I should get some nice loungewear and I definitely had a couple of months where I was so confused I didn't really know what I quite liked anymore my body shape had changed um yeah I just was kind of a little bit lost and then I yeah. slowly started to just look online I, I wasn't actually buying I was just spending hours whenever I could when browsing. baby was napping just browsing and sort of like yeah. you know favoriting things and 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 really kind of spending some time going well what do I like what kind of style would I like to have and yeah. I did that for a little while and then I sort of bit the bullet and got some new bits and it honestly people my friends that have had babies before would say things like you know what putting a little bit of makeup on and getting dressed really does make you feel better and I, in those early days, I thought, no, no, but actually it really does. Yeah, it, it does. It really can turn the way you're feeling completely around. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's interesting what you say, actually, Peter, in the sense that you started browsing to see what you liked out there at that moment. And I think that's, that's it. really important is actually just mm. to accept that your body shape has changed. Well, it doesn't change for everybody, to be fair, but... Yeah, some, you know, pe some people it doesn't, but then doesn't. I would say probably for the majority of people it does. There are some, like, I have, I have a few girlfriends who are just so blessed, and for them it really just, like, their body, I'm sure there are things that, that have changed for them, but from the outside, they are the same dress size. It, ha mm. it hasn't changed, but for me, I mean, it's changed drastically. I'm a completely different shape. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think for those women who maybe shape hasn't changed, it can or sorry, dress size hasn't changed. Mm. Often the dress size is the same, but your proportions have changed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why it's really important to have that moment when you make that shift of, 
okay, I've lived in clean pajamas, I've had my shower every day, but now I'm actually wanting to take it to the next step yeah. or to feel me again, properly me. It's actually acknowledging and accepting that your body shape or your proportions may have changed and that's okay. And it's also sort of opening your eyes to the fact that your tastes may have changed. Yeah. And that's good as well. And not like mourning the old you because your life's completely different now. Like you have a little person in your life and, you know, in order to make that an enjoyable experience for you and for everybody mm. around you, you need to kind of accept that, you know, you may be a little bit different and accommodate that in the way that you're shopping, in the way that you're thinking about your style and your confidence levels. Um, and what I'll always say to clients when they are, going into that next phase of trying to build themselves back up again is like you did actually go online. Yeah. You know, when you've got time for yourself, but like you did it when, you know, maybe it was map it, napping, but like if you can go to the shops, you know, it's like having some childcare sorted just a few hours just for yourself. Yeah. Just, just have a little browse. browse. Yeah. Yeah. And get a bra fitting, a proper bra fitting, because that's the mistake that so many women make is that they just live in their, I, I know what I lived in I lived in my Primark nursing bras yeah that were getting so bobbly and disgusting and, and I was saggy. like and saggy I was like okay I need to do something about this because this is not yeah. good exactly and so many women say to me I mean I'll see women sort of three four years after they've had their child and we go through their laundry drawer and they're like oh my goodness, like I am still wearing the, exactly like you've said, the old, holy, bobbly bra. Yeah. And they say, they're so comfortable. And I'm like, but they're not doing anything for your body. And they're actually having the reverse effect. They're yeah. actually making clothes be ill-fitting. Exactly, yeah. Body. So that's a really important place to start is just get the foundations right. Because if you get, and not only that, Peter, but that is a massive confidence boost. If your body shape has changed and you're not feeling 100%, you know, and you might still be having to go for appointments and getting your body back to where it was before, not just physically, but actually internally as well. Yeah. You know, and actually treating yourself to some new underwear, whether it be still a t-shirt bra, but one that fits properly, or, you know, some really nice pieces that make you feel good about yourself it's a massive mood booster, but what that actually does is then sets you on the right road to being able to embrace the new you when yeah. it comes to personal style. And once you get those undergarments spot on and they look really good and they give you that lovely lift and that lovely smoothing effect, whatever you want for your bust, for example, then suddenly all of your tops look amazing, yeah. you know, and everything fits a little bit better. And you're like, oh, I'm a bit of a new woman, you know, and all I've done is buy some new underwear. Yeah, so that's so powerful. And then that can set you on a sort of new way of thinking and a new yeah. path. And you mentioned detoxing earlier, and that's something I did before mm. I bought anything. I went through my wardrobe and I got rid of everything that I knew I would no longer wear or just would never fit me again. Because yeah, I think you also have to accept the situation you're in. And That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, I am not in the next six months going to find time to work out. It's not my priority. I don't need it to be mentally okay. So let's yeah. just accept that the weight is not going to go anywhere in the next six months. So let's just get rid of everything that doesn't fit, 
And yeah. if you do lose some weight in the future, great, you can buy new clothes. But for now, let's dress the body you have and feel good yeah. the way you are right now. It's great to have goals, but I also want to feel good now. And this is what I am now. So yeah. I, I did a big clean out, gave loads of stuff to charity. And then I was like, right, I can actually see what I've got now and see what I'm missing. Um, and it's so so good you did that because that that will be not only the first experience that I will always advise women to have yeah but also one where if they want to do it themselves it's a great place to start because you said it instantly it gives you clarity you know th this whole concept of having you know hundreds and hundreds of clothes firstly like just isn't actually very helpful or very healthy for our mindset when we're picking our outfits. But also, if you're holding on to things that were the old you, you're constantly living in the past and you're constantly beating yourself up about the fact that you can't fit into those jeans or that jacket doesn't do up anymore or the shirt, the button, button on the shirt is popping yeah. open because your glasses has changed, you know? And so think about what you're doing to yourself mentally every yeah. time. You're every time you try and get dressed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And as I say, the clarity is just gone. And so, you know, you're having that mental turmoil every time, but also you're having, in terms of time, you're just having to rummage so much more. And as we know, as new mums, time is like so poor, do you know what I mean? Like we don't yeah. have much time. And so any like time saving ways that we can, that we can create um, is absolutely what we should be doing. And so a detox is great because the, the starting point, and I love what you say, it's, it's really about deciding whether it fits. But what I'll say to clients is actually, does that make you feel amazing in line with who you want to be today like, are yeah. you looking in the mirror and I actually think Peter it's as simple as this there are obviously lots of technical elements that go into whether those clothes work for your body shape and whether the color maybe works for your complexion and all those other bits but very simply speaking we all know if we put a, a dress on or a jumper on you know and we look in the mirror we either go oh, I feel amazing or we go Nah, it's okay or it doesn't make me feel great you know and if it's that that shouldn't be in your wardrobe like that yeah. does not deserve to be in your wardrobe and I love saying to women every piece has to earn its place in your wardrobe and in order for it to earn its place it's got to make you feel amazing and it could be a t-shirt that makes you feel amazing but it might be because the fabric is beautiful and it feels gorgeous on the skin. The cut is wonderful and it just showcases all of your best bits. But at the other end of the spectrum, it could be your most favorite party dress. You know, that little yeah. black dress that you put on, you just feel a million dollars ready to go. So every item has its own, you know, use in the wardrobe, but it, they all have to earn its place. And you've got to feel confident in how you're going to wear those items. And I think, again, when it comes to those early months of being a mum, you do need an element of practicality built in. We're not going to be walking around in our heels and our dresses. Yeah. You know, we're wanting comfort because we're bending down, picking up the kids. We might be, you know, breastfeeding, all of those sorts of day-to-day -day things that we're doing. So we need the clothes to work with us in that way. And know when we look at our pile of T-shirts, like part of the first stages of shopping I personally feel, you know, aside from treating yourself to new underwear is actually getting yourself some really luxurious basics. 
Yeah, and, and actually yeah, at the yeah. moment, at the moment, that's kind of in fashion, isn't it? You can get yeah. some incredible, luxurious loungewear and yeah. great t-shirts and leggings. And I mean, there really is so much out there for that type of style at the moment as well, isn't there? There is, there is. And I think it used to be seen as, if I'm getting luxurious basics, I need to spend a lot of money, but it's not yeah. the case anymore. Like there are so many little niche brands that are popping up that are, you know, all about sustainable fashion, mm. beautiful cotton, lovely viscose mixes, and they they can be affordable. And I think also with basics, you don't need piles and piles of t-shirts. No, You know, I, I say choose your neutral color palette. So you might prefer white, you might prefer cream, you might prefer black, you might prefer navy, then maybe a couple of grey. And just have a couple of each. You know, choose your neckline or one of each again, a round neck, a crew neck, a v-neck. Um, you know, six t-shirts, because you can rotate them. And actually, what's more effective, in my opinion, about having a smaller, more concise wardrobe is that not only do you know that every item is one that works for you in the right way and you love, but also you're actually going to wear all of your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so in they terms have of earned their place. Wear, yeah, exactly. Otherwise it's essentially just a waste of money. And and yeah. again, I think, you know, as mums, suddenly you've got, you know, this lovely little person that is your everything and a lot of money goes for them, you know, for feeding and toys and all those sorts of things. Um, and so your budget probably is smaller than what it yeah. used to be. Oh, definitely. So, well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so it's quite nice to actually almost set yourself, um, you know, a shopping list at the beginning of, of areas in your wardrobe that you really want to work on, that you want to build up on. So you've got your luxury basics, you've got some of those key pieces that yeah. you know make you feel instantly amazing. Like a blazer in the early days always made me feel great. Oh yeah, yeah. it wear. just makes you feel like you've got your shit together, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, a, a, a statement blazer when it comes to a colourful, a colour or a print, always made like I've got a leopard print one with pink bits in, and I would just wear it with black leggings, a black t-shirt, oh, amazing, pop that on, and some cool little trainers. That would be one of my other like biggest tips. Is like if you don't already treat yourself to some like maybe one or two pairs of like awesome footwear like footwear where you look down you're like oh my goodness I love you so much yeah maybe like, like an animal print or a bit of glitter yeah. or just a color yeah, a if you're not into that. print yeah, yeah and, and this is the thing you know when it comes to um feeling better about ourselves instantly I would always suggest investing in some color or some print because the the effect that wearing color can have on your mood is unbelievable yeah and something you only really discover when you give it a go so I still I still work with women who say I don't do color I'm a monochrome lady I love my blacks and my whites and my grays and I'm like that's perfect but honestly give a bit of color a go Just whether try. it's a little scarf that you can throw over or a pair of shoes you know and the great thing with colorful shoes is that they're obviously at the end of your outfit so you don't have to worry about whether that color works next to your face yeah. or with your hair. You know, they're literally down there. You can be wearing the most boring of outfits yeah. and you put your colorful shoes on or your zebra or your leopard print shoes. And it's like, it's okay, elevated. Elevate. Yeah. And like you say, in terms of how other people view you. And I think that's quite a big part of it, isn't it? In the early days, like 
we're not feeling our best perhaps and so we want to look like we're pulled together and like you say we've got our shit together <laughs> yeah and it's weird because when I look back um in between that sort of pajama phase and then the trying to find my new style phase which is an ongoing thing I went through this phase which I always revert back to whenever I'm not having a particularly good time in my life or I'm just feeling a bit stressed where I just would wear big baggy gray t-shirts and black leggings Mm -hmm. and uh, my best girlfriend always says to me like P I know you're not in a good place because you keep wearing that bloody gray t-shirt like what is going on and I went through that phase and I look back now and that in itself was a choice so it's not me it's not me going well I just don't care about fashion no I am choosing to wear this because feeling a little bit lost I kind of don't want to be seen I just want to kind of blend it you know and and so when when we are not making an effort that in itself is a choice that's exactly what I was earlier there's something so like you make yeah and it's not just about the fashion like it's something it is psychological and it is and the difference it's made in me and you know I am a mum on a budget so I wrote down what are the things I want and each month I would get one of those things like I need some underwear I would like some new new nice leggings I would like some new makeup and just slowly but I couldn't go on a big shopping spree you know I had to do it in stages and I'm still working on that but each month as I'm getting a new little thing it's like oh I feel a little bit better and I feel a little bit like myself and it's like myself But that that's, I love that though, because that goes back to what we were saying earlier about in those early days, weeks, months, whatever it is for you, is actually just accepting that that's okay to not maybe feel 100% with yourself or your style. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, but just start to almost make a plan. Yeah. You know, start to look back on what were your favorite pieces before you had your child and what brands you liked, what shops you enjoyed going into, and then start acknowledging and celebrating what you're enjoying right now. And I think something as simple as going onto Pinterest and just collating Mm. a mood board, creating a lovely, you know, sort of picture of images that reflect the person that you would like to be as a mother. And again, that goes back to this whole idea of every time we open our wardrobe doors, every piece that we can see should make us feel happy. And when we put that piece on and look in the mirror, we should be thinking, yeah, that's me. That's that's yeah. what I want to reflect to the world. And of, of course, different items sometimes require more work than others. You know, you don't put your T-shirt on and go, I'm finished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to add a lovely necklace, maybe, or some earrings or the blazer, like we said, or some shoes, whereas a dress, you know, you're pretty much done. But, you know, it's just, as we said, sort of creating that plan to get you back to where you want to be. And if that person is different to who you were before, then I actually see that as quite exciting. Yeah. Because you can almost reinvent yourself. And Oh, totally. I think when we're in the midst of life, we sometimes don't have time to do that. And having a, a baby is one of the biggest shifts that can happen in life, isn't it? Not only yeah. emotionally, physically, but also naturally in those early months, we, we have time just with the baby where we're not working. And so it's quite nice just to take a moment, step back and be like, right, like, who do I want to be now? Who yeah. do I want to be today? Who do I want to be next month? 
Um, Completely. And and I yeah. think it can sometimes give you a little bit of confidence maybe because you you are doing something that when you have your first baby, I mean, you just don't have a clue, do you? Unless you've been around yeah. newborns. And once you get through those first sort of three months, I think you you can feel quite sort of like, well, I'm surviving this. Okay. Like you find this like inner determination and that can give you a little bit more confidence than perhaps you didn't have before. So yeah. it can be a really, like you said, a great opportunity to go, well, okay, well, maybe I wasn't really into color before, but I'm going to give that a go or I'm going to try wearing, I don't know, more dresses or whatever it is. Yeah. I think it yeah. can be out of that sort of like exhaustion and despair can come something really, really positive, I think. Yes. But you just need sometimes someone to hold your hand, which is where someone like you can come in because a lot of people do not have the foggiest idea no. where to start. Um, yeah which is why I wanted to ask you for three, your top three sort of takeaways. So if any mums are listening and they are, and it doesn't really, it doesn't just have to be in the newborn phase, whatever phase you're in with your child and you're just feeling like, I don't really know what I like anymore. I'm a bit lost with my style and my identity. What are your top three tips? So for like, products like from a styling perspective well I would love I would love to do just your general tips and then I would love to come on to some products and brands that you swear by so okay some some sort of like things that you would advise to do and then we'll go on to like brands and products yeah okay well I think I think the biggest one we I suppose we've sort of covered in Mm. the sense that it's it's really about just taking time to reset yeah and so deciding whether who you were before you had your child is who you want to be now. And if it's not, who do you want to be? And how can you create your your sort of dream wardrobe in order to be that person? And so that's not necessarily buying a whole new load of clothes or it's not a product, but it's actually investing in your thinking. Yeah. So very much playing into the emotional side of personal style and the psyche behind it. and. I suppose dedicating and carving out some time just for yourself to do that. Because like we've said, you know, as mums, we are time poor and we always put them and others first, don't we? Yeah. And and rightly so. But I think if you never create that time for yourself, you end up just feeling a little bit lost and you continue to revert back to the bits in your wardrobe that don't make you feel 100%. And before you know it, three, four years have gone by and you really do at that point feel like you've lost your identity. So I feel we owe it to ourselves in those early months to put a plan in place and really work hard to establish the looks that we want to create, Mm -hmm. the person that we want to be through our personal style. And I think a mood board is a really lovely way to start that journey for yourself and then whether it's a bit of online shopping just to discover some new brands or discover new pieces or actually going to the shops if you can time-wise. I mean, like you say, that's why the service that I offer is, is good for new mums because it's about reassessing where you're at. And I think a big part of that is actually to do with body shape. But if a personal styling experience isn't for you, then, you know, just... I know it sounds silly, but just look in the mirror and look at how your proportions have changed and then think, right, how am I going to look at clothes in a new way to complement my new proportions, you know? Um, 
So maybe before your bust was very small and now suddenly you've got a bigger bust. And so you might want to go for a different neckline of T-shirt and tops. Just small changes like that visually can make a massive, massive difference. So, yeah, that would be my first one, definitely. Um, Second one would 1000% be all about colour and print. I mean, I can't rave about these concepts in fashion enough. And I think, like I say, even if you don't feel like it's you, don't disregard them because of what you see in the fashion magazines or what you see your friends wearing. Like when women say to me, I don't do print, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like there is so much print out there. You know what I mean? Like there's leopard print, there's floral print, there's nautical print, there's Aztec print, there's polka dot print. And even within those prints, there's micro versions if you see what I mean so like leopard print for example I know a lot of people don't do the yellow caramel base of leopard print they feel it's too much so do maybe a gray leopard print you know um and and the reason why I'm such a big advocate for that is because I feel they are instant um well not only instant like mood boosters but they can make your outfit look instantly exciting in my opinion like for me if I'm wearing a pair of say black leggings or black jeans if I then like what I'm wearing right now if I had on a black jumper I I would just look really plain do you you know what I mean like oh yeah that nice but the pink for me I'm feeling a bit tired today I didn't get much sleep last night the pink for me it instantly like lifts my mood because it's a fun vibrant happy color um but I don't feel like I have to work very hard with the rest of my outfit because I've done a colorful jumper, you know, and a statement headband. So those small little pieces can make such a huge difference in making you feel a little bit better, but also injecting a bit of fun into your Mm. wardrobe, you know, and you could have a, a mass of black or white in your wardrobe, for example, like as one extreme. And just maybe that like leopard print scarf or that cool little headband or the funky shoes, you know, when you wear those items, you look really stylish, but also it looks interesting. And I think if you look interesting, you just feel a little bit better about yourself, especially given what we were talking about going into that next phase where you don't want to blend in anymore. You know, you've been through those first three months, like you're ready to feel you again. And I think part of feeling us is having something that feels fun and stylish, but and to be noticed. That's what I was going to say. Like you get compliments, people are like, "Oh, I love your shoes," and you're like, "Oh, I feel amazing. I got a compliment." Yeah, Yeah, totally. I mean, my wardrobe. um, Obviously, the the grey t-shirts have have been given away. Yeah, (laughs) mainly print. Like I am, I am attracted to prints, all prints. Yeah, and. Uh, if anything I need to kind of learn how to tone it down sometimes because I'm like print on print on print, no. on print. and sometimes <laughs> it can be a bit like you do know, not tone down a bit, Peter. <laughs> a bit much sometimes I'm like mm, maybe I should like take off one of these prints but you're so yeah, but- right I think it gives you that instant like you know as mums I mean we're always tired so putting on a bit of color or a print it does give you that little boost and it's like oh okay yeah, yeah I can I've got my second wind, you know, it does make such a difference. But what you just said there though, Peter, like, I don't like that in the sense that like you saying, oh, I need to tone it down. Not, not just because I'm a print lover, but because 
we are all different. And so if you're loving that vibe of what the two prints give you, for example, then rock it. I think if I was in London, sometimes I put things together and I'm like, if I was in London, I would rock this. But then here, it's quite a different vibe. So I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if this is like, I don't know. Look, I'm all for lots of prints, but you know, just sometimes you're like, is this, uh, like there's it's a very fine line between like stylish to like you look like a mad lady like I'm <laughs> sometimes it's I'm verging on that. I know what you mean but then ultimately Peter that that for me is what makes fashion and well to be honest that's the difference between fashion and personal style yeah so fashion is what's out there it's what we see in the magazines on the rails on the websites Personal style is how you put it together. It's how you bring your own personality and spin to it. And that's awesome. And so if that makes you feel good, then you shouldn't really, I'm not saying you do, but you shouldn't really care too much what people think or what the other vibe is because everybody's got their own thing going on. And because I sometimes feel the same. I'm like, oh, I've done a leopard print jumper with some zebra trousers. Yeah. Are people going to think I got dressed in the dark? But actually, what I've really realised, and interestingly, I've noticed this more since having the girls, and I don't mm. know why, but I, when I put that together, I'm literally like, I feel, I feel me. I feel like it's my signature look. Not mm. like not having to clash animal prints, but just in terms of that level of interest going on in an outfit. And I've sort of monitored how I feel when I put on, for example, a pair of black jeans and a plainer jumper. I, I don't feel as good. Yeah. And, and again, it's that whole idea of how clothes make us feel. Mm. And they give us that sort of instant identity. And yeah. so if people are looking at me thinking, well, she looks a bit crazy or, you know, she's you know, that's quite a fun outfit, but I wouldn't do that. I'm like, well, yeah, I like to have fun with my fashion. That's yeah. me. It makes me feel good putting it together this morning. And, and and I see other women dressed in, you know, on social media at the moment, there's this whole trend for just neutrals. Yeah, everything you know? like camel or yes. cream or... Oh it's my not gosh, for me, look- that one. Exactly, Peter. But I see them and I think, wow, you look absolutely impeccable. I love what you've done. You just look stunning. And that whole color palette, you look chic. It looks expensive. It looks luxe. If I put those items on, I feel, because I've got a fairer complexion, I've Mm. got light blonde hair, I feel if I put head to toe camel on, it washes me out. And I just, I just don't feel myself. I and- have been so guilty of doing that. I'll like, I'll find sort of, you know, some like ribbed, soft camel lounge pants. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they they look like really luxurious. I'm going to kind of go for that vibe. And then I yeah. always end up just like piling on the print on top of it. So my intentions, <laughs> yeah. I start out to be one of those girls. And then by the end of the outfit, no, but no. it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I can appreciate that look, but that yeah. I cannot emulate that. I, I just can't. No, but I think exactly. And what I'm saying is, is like, it, it's case in point that everybody is so different. And if you've got the confidence to pull off your look, then that is what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you know, talking about those luxurious pieces, I would even adopt that same thinking in terms of feeling you into your loungewear, for example, and the bits that you do wear at home, because 
as a new mum, you know, we are probably spending a lot more time mm. at home, especially in those first few months. And I think it's easy to invest in the pieces that we're going to be wearing out. But I think, again, where we're not getting much sleep, we're probably feeling a little bit, you know, all over the place with emotions and things. You want to have pieces that you can put on when you come home. Yeah. Make you feel just as amazing as the outfit that you've just taken off. You know, make time for a lovely bubble bath. Have your bubble bath. You know, put some lovely moisturizer on and then put some really fun, lovely pajamas on that you've chosen for yourself. Or That's you such know, a good one. Smear tracksuit bottoms. I mean, that was something that I didn't probably do too much when I had Phoenix, but I learned that actually it was in the evenings and in the mornings when I was feeding Phoenix or I'd come home from a busy day or when I did go back to work and I'd come home that I was just feeling a bit, oh, you know, because I'd just taken all my makeup off. I'd had a great day, you know, seeing friends or being at work. And then you take your makeup off, you scrape your hair back and suddenly you don't have that armor on. And you then put on some really grotty pajamas or some holy tracksuit bottoms. And you're like, oh, I feel really rubbish again. Yeah. And so when I had Luna, I was like, no, I'm not going to fall into that trap again. I'm going to get myself. I got myself some really lovely cashmere tracksuit bottoms. And I checked that I could put them in the washing machine because mm. who had time to hand wash? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then some really nice sweatshirts that were lovely quality fabric that were the right cut for my body shape. And it's made su- on some lovely sh- slippers as well. Yeah. And I'm such so into slippers. Yeah. yeah. I am. Well, again, like you're wearing them all the time. And, and so you've bought yourself, like we said earlier, those really cool trainers that you're wearing to see your friends or go out and about. And then you're just coming home and not feeling your best. So I think it's, mm. it's really important to adopt that same way of thinking when you're actually in the house and building this sort of luxury capsule wardrobe with your pajamas and your yeah. loungewear and your footwear. It's, and it, it does make, paramount. it makes such a difference. It really does. Yeah. Um, we, we have a quick fire round, but before we move on to that, I would love to know your sort of favorite brands at the moment or your go-to for loungewear um, or just anything that you're really loving at the moment that um, maybe our mum listeners haven't come across or that you can kind of share with them. Yeah, so I guess coming from a fashion background, I have some favourite brands, but it, but from a mum perspective, it's not all about fashion because I think in order to give us that confidence and that feel-good factor, it's really important to invest in all areas. Mm. So I think I touched on the fact that, you know, treating yourself to a nice bubble bath or, you know, just having some time is really important. And I, about a month ago, bought myself from Rituals. Yeah, I don't know we, we actually have that in the region now. Oh, do you? We have it, yeah. Amazing. I was introduced to it about two years ago, and I was really impressed with the quality, but also the price points. When mm. you see what else is out there, um, it's a really good blend. But I got myself, um, I've forgotten the scent, actually, but it's a shower oil because I realized it's lovely to have a bubble bath, but again, we don't time. often have that much time. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have one every night, but 
the bath's covered in toys and there's loads of other stuff to do. So that doesn't really happen. So, so anyway, in rituals, I found this shower oil and I thought that was really unusual and it's beautiful. It smells absolutely divine. And I find I use it every morning and and it sort of sets me up for the day. Mm. It's almost like a mini pamper experience before the day starts. And it feels really soft and silky on the skin and it lathers really beautifully and you smell amazing as well which I love. Find out what the scent is, check, and I'll add it to the Insta story so people can see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, And just talking about scent, one of my biggest, biggest like things I think we should all be treating ourselves to as a new mum is some gorgeous perfume. Mm. I don't know about you. I know you said that putting, you know, some makeup on and doing your hair makes a massive difference. I will do some mascara and some tinted moisturizer, but I'm not hugely into my makeup. But perfume, I, that perfume for me is like my armor. So oh, like yeah. If I smell nice, I'm set for the day. Yeah, my mum so- sent me some perfume um, straight after Mavia was born. And she was like, I thought this just might perk you up and, you know, just make you feel nice. And it really did. Just being oh, able to put a bit of scent on after a shower. Yeah, yeah it really, I, yeah, love it amazing and I think again like we might all have different perfumes for different times of the year and we don't always get ourselves like our dream perfume because they can be quite expensive but I think again as a new mum we should be treating ourselves Mm. if we can here and there and so yeah my my favorite at the moment is Dolce & Gabbana the one oh I love that perfume it's just stunning yeah I love they also do a really good oud one as well but it's very expensive yeah it's called desert oud desert velvet oud but it's it's very pricey but it smells very fine yeah but you don't need too much of it do you when it's as beautiful smelling as that so oh yeah I need to check that one out then that sounds good (laughs) yeah it's quite strong Um, but it's yeah it's gorgeous amazing um Going back to, I suppose, underwear, I've discovered, again, since having Luna, which I didn't when I had Phoenix, um, because I I love really lovely underwear, but I am all about comfort. So for me, something has to look good, but I also have to feel really good in it. And so I discovered, do you know the brand Sloggy? No, I haven't heard of them. So they are, I believe they're a sub-brand from Triumph. They're all about comfort and their mainline collection are almost like sports bra, crop top looking things, which I've had a couple in the past, but they don't make me feel that good because they Mm. look like a sports bra, if you know what I mean. But I don't know whether they've just brought these out, but I discovered them um, a couple of months ago. They, They basically do the same fabric that they did in the crop top sports bra type of vibe, but in an actual bra. Oh, nice. It's amazing. It's completely unwired, but it's got slight padding on the bust. So it gives you the most beautiful shape when you wear it with t-shirts. I need something like this. Yeah, they're amazing. But they look like a proper bra and they're not, they're not, I know it depends on the shape of your bust, but they're not really thick at the back, even Mm. though they're supportive, which is nice because you feel like you've got, you know, nice slender straps, a nice fit around the back. And so it doesn't disrupt if you're wearing something it doesn't disrupt with like floatier fabrics yeah. or something a little bit neater um yeah so I'll maybe if, if you want I'll find the style name I would I love that because I actually need something like that because I don't like heavy wired bras um no. and I want something super comfortable because also when you haven't been wearing a proper bra for a long time it can feel mm. really 
horrible having a like a proper bra on oh um, my goodness me I hate it I, I literally I put it on I, you know to go to work before I discovered these I, I would have to like being on tv I can obviously not wear like a sports bra or yeah. something <laughs> everything would just look awful so I'd put on my underwire bra and the whole time I'd just be fidgeting I know. get home and I'd be like I cannot wait to take this I know, thing you cannot off wait to just whip like, it off yeah, exactly. So I, I cannot believe, I couldn't believe my luck when I found these because I, I feel like they look good. I feel stylish in them, but I literally don't even feel like I'm wearing a bra, which is just amazing. And most importantly, they look brilliant with t-shirts mm. and well, anything that's a little bit more fitted, oh, I I'm suppose. I'm definitely going to check them out. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and then other fashion items, when it comes to investing again for yourself and just starting to build that wardrobe again I would suggest treating yourself to some really lovely jeans Mm. and I know that sounds obvious because we've all had have jeans in our wardrobe but I think the danger with us mums when we're coming out of our leggings I suppose it's in a similar vein to the underwire bra situation is that we either and I've I've been guilty of this myself and had clients also we either live in our maternity jeans after we've had the baby because they've got this amazing stretchy panel yeah. around the waist that's just so comfortable or we wear jeggings the whole time Josie look like jeans but have so much stretch in them that yeah. they end up sagging as the day goes on and so I think it's really important to find yourself some proper structured jeans that have enough stretch in them to make you feel comfortable to give you movement um but that also really work with everything else in your wardrobe so i think jeans can be one of those garments that were like oh yeah i've got my jeans and it's yeah. like having white jeans or are you just wearing the jeans that you had 10 years ago and you don't feel they're worthy to throw away because there's no holes in them but actually is the rise perfect for you like i personally find a mid-rise is is the happy medium for most body yeah. shapes, you know. Um, maybe a, a skinny leg doesn't make you feel so great. So look into brands that do a nice slim leg, which still mm. looks really modern, but that just having that slight fluting at the ankle can just balance out, you know, maybe width that you have at the hips and the, and the thigh area. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of brands that do denim and lots of brands that do denim very well, but it does depend on your price point, I suppose. Do you have some favourite sort of high street um, yeah. level? Yeah, so, um, well, two uh, high-end page denim, mm. I massively rate, not only because of their variety of cuts, but also the quality of their fabrics. The softness of their denim is incredible. Like, it doesn't even feel like, denim um but it's just the i suppose how technology has advanced when it comes to constructing you know different fabric combinations so paid but they are an investment mm. um down from that i love donna ida okay she does beautiful denims as well um but then when it comes to high street i the two i pretty much always go to for myself and for clients actually three to be fair I've forgotten the third one um is next I don't know whether you have next we have next there. yep yeah brilliant um I mean their prices are phenomenal yeah. and the Amazing. range of jeans that they do is really good and again they've got great lovely soft fabrics um 
M&S, Marks and Spencers. Yeah, we have M&S. And, and M- when I say M&S to a lot of women, they're like, really? We're going into M&S? And I'm like, just you wait. Yeah. Just you wait until you try on their jeans. And, and it's funny, actually, Peter, because I, I've, I've always had M&S jeans, but um, I, since having Luna, I've, again, sort of updated my own wardrobe to accommodate the gaps in my wardrobe and body shape and things like that. And so I was like, right, I'm going to reinvestigate M&S and see if my old favourites are there. And they've, um, they've brought in quite a few new silhouettes and new fabric composition. Yeah. And I was even more impressed than I have been in the past. I bought myself three pairs. And because I'm all about comfort, I thought, and you know, don't you, with jeans, as soon as you get yeah, one leg, you know. oh my gosh, you're like, get these off. Like they are so uncomfortable. But the M&S ones, they are a joy to put on. And my, my most favorite thing about M&S is that, and actually next do this as well, is they do tall, regular and petite. Yeah. Because at only five four, the regular is always too long. Yeah, I'm the same. Are you the same? Yeah, I'm like five two. So Oh well there you go then. Yeah. yeah. It it never works turning them up, turning them under. Well it works, but it, it ruins the look sometimes. Yeah, and it's sometimes not the look you want to go for. You don't want no. you don't want to turn them up. No, exactly that. So yeah, big fan of them. Um and then monsoon actually. They don't do different leg lengths in all of them, but their fit of jeans around the waist and the hips, if you are curvier, mm. is super flattering. And they are all about sustainability. So they use beautiful like viscose and cotton blends and things. So you can always be confident with Monsoon that the comfort factor is going to be incredible. Oh, I definitely need to check out M&S. I know we have Monsoon here, but I think mm. we only have their sort of like dress collections, if you know what I mean. Like whenever uh, I go in there, there's never any casual wear. It's always the sort of like formal dresses and the cocktail dresses. Yes. And the okay. stuff. Yeah. But M&S and Next, we do have. Um, yeah. And Next Online, I've been looking at quite a lot recently, not for jeans, but for other stuff. I'm going to go in there and check out their jeans and M&S because I definitely to invest in a pair of jeans I haven't got a good pair of jeans in my wardrobe have Um, you not no so I definitely need to do that and what I'd love to do because we're running out of time today which I'm so sad about is get a few other um sort of favorite brands and go-to pieces from you that we can put up on our insta stories when this episode goes out so that people can go and check that out as well because I'm sure you have so many more um sort of go-to items and and brands that you'd like to recommend so um yeah I would I would love to do that with you um we're going to do a quick fire round now um yeah before before I let you go so um obviously we've covered a lot in about fashion and style um but I wanted to ask you your first your your one piece of advice sorry for first-time mums and this doesn't necessarily have to be related to you know finding your style or, or identity just in general yeah hmm I would say that just know that each phase good or bad is only a phase and I think when it comes to some of the bad phases, it's easy when we're feeling emotional to feel massively overwhelmed and get really down about what is going on in that moment, whether it's the fact that your baby isn't sleeping well, Mm -hmm. your baby isn't weaning that well, 
you know, those, those common concerns and situations that we've probably all found ourselves in. And when we're sleep deprived, everything just feels so much more like depressing than it actually is. Yeah. And before you know it, three, four weeks down the line, that phase will be gone and you'll be on to the next one. And so try and try and not get too sad in that moment and just think, do you know what? I just need to take each day as it comes because this will be gone and I'll be on to the next thing before I know it. But on the flip side of that, Peter, the good phase is, again, when we're leading busy lives, it's easy to it, it, I think it's easy to not embrace them as much as we should. And that's yeah, something not like, lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Like every morning in the shower, and I've got into this routine of doing this, which I love. Every morning in the shower, I remind myself just to be in the present with the girls. Whenever I'm with them, be in that moment, because you don't know if that's going to be the last time they do that. You know, that cute little giggle that they do. Like Luna at the moment, she's got this ridiculously cheeky little smile when you ask her a question and she goes all coy and she looks at you with just this amazing little cheeky grin. And I think she won't be doing that, you know, in a month's yeah. time or something. She'll be doing another little expression. And those things are easy to forget when there's so much going on in life. So, you know, don't get bogged down by the bad phases, but equally embrace the good phases because they come and go so quickly. Yeah. It's so true. And I'm also trying to consciously do that. Just really be present and just be like, enjoy yeah. these cuddles, enjoy this because yeah. you will blink and she will be grown up. So yeah, just 100%. enjoy it. Um, yeah. Your top three essential items for first time mums, and this could be for mum or baby. Okay. So first one is for us. So it's a bottle of your favorite perfume. And I think if I was more of a makeup junkie, I would probably say like a mascara or mm. like a red lipstick or something. Cause I think they're all in a similar category. Yeah. Those things that you can quickly do and they make you feel better. They give you that instant boost of like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for the day. Like I can be wearing no makeup, a pair of big sunglasses, if I can get away with it because the sun's slightly shining and people don't think I'm trying to be a celebrity, um, and a spray of my favourite perfume, and I feel great. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can take on today. Whatever it throws at me, I'm good to go. Um, yeah, so that's for us. Um, actually, do you know what? They're all for us, actually. I love that. <laughs> yeah, let's think about us today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we deserve it, don't we? Yeah. So next up um, is... Either, um, I, well, I, what, I was trying to think of one item that could capture the love and the benefits that I feel colour and print could have. And the only thing that I really could come up with that I feel works for everybody, regardless of your age or your personal style, is a colourful or a printed scarf. Mm. And, and again, I think it's, it's an accessory that some people are like, oh, I don't do scarves. But again, like, there are so many different prints of scarves. There are so many different ways of tying a scarf. So like, for example, for me, I've got this leopard print scarf. I bought it so many years ago from Monsoon, but it's a soft viscose fabric. It's not too thick and chunky. I can be wearing any of my t-shirts, any of my jeans, any of my leggings, whatever I'm wearing pretty much. I throw that on to do the nursery run, to travel to work, to go and do the food shop, and maybe a little pair of gold hoop earrings, I'm done. Yeah. I, feel, I feel finished. You're good you know? to go. 
yeah, that's taken me like two seconds, but I feel like I've decorated my outfit. I look finished and it's given me that boost because it's next to my face. And the reason why I stress on that is because again, if we're not getting much sleep as mums, new mums, anything like makeup or a beautiful color that works with your complexion, your skin tone, you know, a lovely scarf that sits right there. Anything that can work on yeah. that level is worth its weight in gold. In Such my a good tip. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you haven't had any sleep. Like suddenly everyone's like, oh, you look fabulous. And it's like, yeah, because I've got like a beautiful bit of color next to my face. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that's true. that. And then my third one is a really stylish, and obviously stylish is interpreted on different levels by everybody. So you can choose which one suits your style vibe, but a really stylish um, bun bag when you're a new mum. And the reason why I say that is because I realized after having Phoenix that I wasn't really using any of my lovely handbags anymore. I was just shoving all of my stuff in her baby bag. And it got to a stage where one, I was like, well, I actually can't really find my stuff very easily yeah. because I'm having to rummage past like a nappy bag or like, you know, a bottle or some baby cream um, to get to my phone. But also doesn't make you feel very good. Like you yeah. feel like you're constantly like identified by being the mummy rather than you and having a style that makes you feel amazing. And so I... Um, I got myself a, a bum bag that had like a leopard print um, panel on the front. It was all black, so it went with all my outfits, but it was adjustable at back, so I could wear it as a bum bag. And the reason why I say bum bag versus like any other style of bag is because you can be completely hands-free and it doesn't get in the way. You know, some crossbody bags, they yeah. start swinging to the front. I got a crossbody bag recently and it's not working out. I need a bum bag. Yeah. It's in the way. I don't yes. want a strap across me. Yeah, no. I need to get myself a good bum bag. Because the great thing with them, Peter, is that they can go on either side of your body. So yeah. whichever side you hold your baby, or if you're feeding them, they're literally out the way. But yeah. they also, when it comes to fashion style, just look so fab. And they're so like, fashionable at the moment as well. Yeah. So yeah. fashionable. So you can get leather ones, faux leather. You can you can yeah. spend twenty quid and get one, or you can spend you know two hundred pounds. Like it's completely up to you when it comes to, as I say, your style vibe and what your budget is. But yeah, when it comes to practicality and style together, I feel like a bum bag ticks all the boxes. I love that. Let's do an edit together for stories and give people some options because Amazing. I need to invest. And I'm seeing people wearing them, and I'm like, yes, I need to get one of those. Like, yeah. I love how they look. Um, yeah, they look really cool. What's one thing nobody warned you about before becoming a mum? Oh, uh, do you know what? This this question, I love this question because it's some. I feel like that question could be like something that people didn't warn you of that's then a bad thing. But for me, nobody warned me or told me about the unbelievable overwhelming sense of love mm. that you feel for your child every minute of every day or every time you look at them and I, I'm, I'm not saying that in the in the sense that everything's like rosy you know every single minute of every single day because of course there are ups and downs and you're emotional and all those sorts of things but like I guess the only word I can use Peter for it is overwhelming like I look at my two girls and I'm like 
how did I get so lucky? Like, I, I can't even, I almost can't even process, like, yeah. the love, you know? And, and it's, it's funny, because obviously, you know, you probably love the person that you're with an immense amount, if you're still with that person. But, um, but the love that you feel for your child is just, like, on a whole nother level. And it is. And I really struggle, this might be controversial, but I really struggle when people say, you know, particularly in the first year, you know, but I still love my husband and I want to look after our relationship and I need to put that first. And for me, I just can't. I'm sorry. She is number one now. Like, I mm-hmm. love you and I need to make sure that our relationship is healthy and it, and it's important for me to work on that. But no, I love her in a completely different way. And I'm sorry, but it's like, I will always choose her. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, you know, for me, the priority right now is her and her needs. And, you know, we, and yes, you have to put work into your relationship. And of course, I love my husband. But yeah, for me, it's like, it's a love that you cannot put into words. It's very exactly. difficult to explain to somebody yeah. how you feel about your child. And I think what it is, is, is the fact that they are half of the person that you love more than anything, your partner, but also half of you. And, and that's what I find just, <clears throat> yeah, just so like, overwhelming kind of daunting in the sense that like you're like I don't know part of you is continuing through them I I just find the whole thing I guess I just didn't I didn't think I would find it as like mind-blowing as I do I'm like looking at them being like you're part of me you're part of my husband and at the same time your own little person and I feel so privileged to be able to help shape the human that you are going to become it's just I just the whole thing just incredible like the whole process of actually being able to get pregnant I feel so lucky for that I feel so lucky you know that everything went okay and that they're here it's just I mean it 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 is actually unbelievable it's a miracle isn't it the fact it is it's an absolute miracle Yeah. yeah I feel exactly the same way. And some days it just hits you like a ton of bricks, doesn't it? And you're just yes. like, wow. And that's what I mean, Peter, where I, where I say I feel overwhelmed. I, I mean that in a 100% positive way. Yeah, but in a beautiful way. But it's in a beautiful it, way, it's but a lot. almost where I don't know how to process yeah. the love. I'm like, what do I do? I love you so much. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And what's your favorite thing about being a mum other than this incredible love? Yes. So it's the fact that I, what I love is that I've just now always got these two little little ladies around me that I can show so much love, but that they show me so mm. much love. And that for me is just so precious. And again, when you actually observe them at different ages, like at Phoenix's age now, she can speak. She she's a, a proper like you, you can have proper conversations with her if you know what I mean. And so she tells you that she loves you, and you can have a lovely cuddle, and she tells you about the day, and that's so special. But you know, with Luna only being one, she can't speak. But they show love in their own way, and it's yeah. the cuddles, and it's 
it's the way that if we're out and about she'll be playing and she'll just look to see if you're there and then come back and just put her head on your lap as if to say love you mum I'm gonna go and play now but I'm glad you're here like you know you're you're yeah. watching me, that type of thing um yeah and I just I just feel like privileged I guess is the word like mm. that's my favorite thing that I I'm kind of honored to be able to help shape these girls and set them off in life in hopefully the right way um but I, I feel also just so lucky about being a mum that I can be loved by by two people so much I mean I know they're only little like <laughs> I know every phase comes good and bad so you know um but yeah I just oh, it makes me feel happy just thinking about it yeah and I I'm you know, I would have been happy with a boy, of course, but I'm so mm. close to my mum that when I found out I was having a girl, I just felt even more excited because me and my mum are still so close. We've never That's not had lovely. a time when we've not been close. Yeah. And so the thought, and, and, and every now and again, I'll just be looking at Mavia and I think, one day we're going to be having the conversations I'm having with my mum. Like it makes me want to cry now. I'm like, uh, this is crazy. Like you're going to be able to have a conversation with me and ask me my opinion and tell me what you think about something. And we're going to be able to go and do things together. And uh, some days it's just because when they're little, you can't imagine them being any other age, can you? Exactly. They're yeah. just and that's baby. what I mean about every phase being yeah. different. You can't um, pick yourself in that moment. Yeah. So I think, you know, and I know if, you know, if I'd have had a boy, we would have been close as well. But I just think because I have that relationship with my mum, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, wow, like we're going to, we're going to go on so many adventures and we're going to do so much together. And it's, it's so true. I think that the mum daughter bond is indescribable and it, it's so special. Yeah. And yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think, you know, it's just that feeling that you've always, you've always got kind of people that are going to be that close to you that you can all surround each other with that much love. Yeah. No, you know, it's, it's not so like friends that may come or go like they're part of you yeah that's definitely my favorite part <laughs> and finally Katie what does motherhood mean to you in three words well I'm not gonna lie Peter I did struggle to break this down into three words <laughs> so that I think each are like two words if that's, that's okay. okay that's okay <laughs> so you'll forgive me on that one <laughs> endless love so like I've said just this absolute abundance of, of love back and forth that feel honored to be loved by them but also to be able to show them that much love the present moment that for me is so important always being in the present mm -hmm. with them as much as you can and do not get me wrong I know life sometimes gets in the way like I'm, I'm a working mum so you know it's difficult sometimes but as I say, every morning I head check myself and I'm like, okay, I've got this on today. I'm doing this. I've got to juggle this. I've got to go there. I've got to take them there. But whenever I am with them and engaging with them, I'm going to try and not just be on my phone or thinking about everything else I've got mm. on that day. Because when they're so small, all they do is live in the present moment. And the smallest of things can mean everything to them. Yeah. 
like in the morning before I take Phoenix to nursery, it's always a little bit of a rush because I have to be up, ready, showered, her stuff by the door. I'll probably be going to work afterwards. So I might be taking Luna to one of the grandparents to look after or them coming to us. So there's already a million things that I'm thinking about or juggling. And I'll go into Phoenix's room to wake her up. And I'm thinking, right, we've got 15 minutes to get you changed in the car, out the door, drive to nursery. And she's like, can you read me Zog, mummy? Can you read me the Zog story? And I'm like, that for her is going to yeah. set her up for the day. That's all she wants from me. And so now I try and build that in. I'm like, if, if that's important to her, I want to give that yeah. to her. And I want to be in that moment with her for five minutes to read that book. So wherever possible, I just try and be and live in the present moment with them because that's where the most special memories are made. And then, like, again, this isn't one word, but just the best fun ever. Yeah. That's something else that nobody really told me about. All of my friends who are mums and were mums before me and parents said, yeah, it's really enjoyable, but I just find it super, super fun. And in all honesty, I probably didn't feel that way until maybe Luna, well, Phoenix and Luna turned... I don't love, love, love the newborn stage. Like, that. that's not fun on the same level, if you know what I mean. It's, it's oh, yeah. fun, I suppose, because your life has changed. Yeah. Um, but you're not really getting anything back. You get you know nothing I mean? back. No. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, you said it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing back. But the fun part, I mean, Phoenix at the age she's at now, two and a half, where she's fully talking, you know, she's so aware, she's so inquisitive. It's so much fun because you are living your life through the eyes of them mm. and they're learning every minute of every day they're asking you questions like the other night we were reading a story and phoenix was like mommy what do penguins call the their arms and i was like oh i don't know poppet do we call them <laughs> flippers or wings and then she said i don't know and do penguins fly mommy can so penguins fly sweet. and i thought oh i don't actually know if penguins can fly so i'm there googling it with her and it's just things like that, Peter, where you're like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. I'm actually learning with her and I'm seeing things on their level. And, and also they just do fun, funny things. Like the, the things they say, I'm just like, you're amazing. Like in the bath the other night, Phoenix, she's got this pepper Pig rubber ring that she lies in and lies back in the bath. And she's like, I need a cocktail, mummy. And I was like... Oh, do you? What what cocktail do you fancy? Like pina colada, mojito? And she was like, let's go with a pina colada. So sweet. <laughs> They're just golden, aren't they? Exactly. So yeah, every day is lots of fun. Oh, Katie, thank you so, so much. It's honestly, it's been, I could talk to you all night. I really could, or afternoon where you oh, are. Um, I will put the links to your Instagram um, account where people can find you in the show notes. And when this episode does go out, um, during that same day or, you know, around the same time, we'll do some stories, um, you know, for more brands and products that you recommend um, so that people can find them as well. So thank you so much for all your tips and advice. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, it's been, it's been so thank fun. You. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Thank you so much once again to Katie for her time and for all her amazing tips and advice. 
You can find the link to Katie's Instagram page in the show notes below. You can also find links below to the Friday's Child social media accounts, along with information on our recently launched Meaningful Family Club in association with Dubai Festival Plaza and Playdate. These monthly events are a safe space to connect with incredible experts to help empower and educate you on your parenting journey. Now, our first event in the series will take place on August 21st with the wonderful Cecile Descali, lead parent educator at Malak Mama and Baby Care. And she's also known in the region as the Baby Whisperer. She is absolutely phenomenal. What she doesn't know about babies isn't worth knowing, trust me. You can RSVP to this event by emailing hello at play-date.ae and you can also visit dubaifestivalplaza.com to find out more about our upcoming events and guest experts. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to Friday's Child the Podcast to help us reach more wonderful mamas. Until next time, thank you for listening.